1: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com and at www.thefireplacechurch.org, where every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are having church, and we are having groups, and we are having conversation and you should be part of it. Now, um, I had a really good time last weekend at the Kingdom Discipleship Conference, and w- w- we just had a blast. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I enjoy our conferences at Bride Ministries because I learn something every time. There's just something about an atmosphere where a conference is going on, but I'm not the only one talking that makes it a really, really special place to be. And I am really excited to tell you about the upcoming Sheep Nations and the End of the Age Conference, July 7th through 9th. That's right. It's finally scheduled. It's on our website at BrideMovement.com under Classes and Resources. Folks, you can sign up right now. Until June 10th, we are running a uh, reduced price, so early registration is... Has its perks. Go to bride movement.com and sign up for Sheep Nations and the End of the Age webinar conference. It's going to be online. You don't have to travel. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to make hotel reservations. You don't have to make meal plans. You just have to turn on your computer and get an email. And that's how you're going to experience an entire weekend of teaching and conversation and dialogue and maybe even some debate. Folks, I am very excited about this. It's been a long time coming. Uh, People were asking about this, I I think, uh, last year. And so we've finally done it. Now, of course, at our website, you can find all kinds of resources. We're continually adding to our prayer resources page. Every time I think of another prayer, I can uh, write or add a resource. I'm just putting it up there. Um, I am just really excited about all that's coming up. We are... Uh, going to be doing some traveling in the near future as well i know in august i will be in toronto um and you know i'll probably give some more details once we get closer to that time but uh you know uh, the Sheep Nations conference just coming back on that is actually so much material As I was going through it I was like hmm where am I going to put this and where am I going to fit that and then I just decided you know what this isn't one conference this is two conferences so you sign up for the co- conference in July but be ready because there's going to be a follow-up conference in August both are three days Friday, Saturday and Sunday morning and um, they are going to build one on the other And so if you plan on going to the second conference, please attend the first conference. You won't want to miss it because otherwise you're going to be picking up in the middle of something and you're going to be scratching your head. So this conference is in two parts. If you're going to join us in July, I highly encourage you to be ready for the August conference and 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 those are both up on our website you can't sign up for the august conference just so no one gets confused but you can look at the dates and make some plans so with that said hey guys we have an awesome program today robert van dreiss mitchell illuminati defector is back with me to talk about more things that are going to leave your jaw on the floor don't go anywhere you're listening to discovering the truth with dan Devall. By Robert Van Dreist Mitchell. Now, this is the seventh part of a series we've been doing with him um, on information that he is aware of because, well, he is an Illuminati defector. And uh, he is also a client of mine. We have been working for several years now on his deprogramming, and uh, we've been making uh, quite a bit of progress. And I I will say that we do have a new resource at Bride Ministries, and it is a list of heavenly powers. You know, we had this prayer. We're now calling it Freedom from Fallen Angels and Heavenly Powers, and it's at BrideMovement.com. And it had an abridged list of heavenly powers for that prayer. And we, we got a lot of requests from people saying, do you have a more extensive list? Well, we do. And now it is posted over 330 names of heavenly powers, and, and I'll tell you, uh, virtually all of those have been derived from working with Robert. <laughs> now, there's been uh, a lot of overlap with other individuals, but man, oh man, folks, uh, this, is, this is just the way it is. Uh, Robert is so brave and so courageous, and I'm so glad to have you back on the program. Welcome back to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall.
2: Hello, Daniel. It is uh, good to be back on number. I lost the count by now, but it's good to be back. And uh, I don't think the end, the list is the, in, in the end is inside of of the list, to be honest. But <laughs> no, yeah, I am able to do this because of no, yeah, my my renewed connection with the Holy Spirit and with God. And the glory to God for this, because without our Heavenly Father and His Son Jesus Christ, we never could do this. Amen. And through the Holy Spirit within, within us. So all the glory goes to God. In all, this. all the glory
1: so, does go to God. And, you know, yeah. we have so many interesting things to talk about today, Robert. And I want to get started on a subject uh, known as the Vril Society. Uh, what do you know about that?
2: The Frail Society well, is a society that came into being, if I'm correct, about just about less than 100 years ago, in 1919, I think, around that time. And mm-hmm. uh, one of their main people, or yeah, the main frail as they called it, female, uh, the females in these organizations, uh, was Maria Orsitz, and she was a highly psychic woman from Austria. From other, from other places out there... the same uh, country that, of course... Adolf Hitler came from... and she was... she claimed to be in contact with beings... Nordic beings, as it turned out... from a star cluster... or a star system called Adebar- Aldebaran... but it's apparently some 68 light years from Earth... and during the many co- uh, communications she had... Uh, this Maria Orsic, or, Orsic and her team of real linen, female uh, mediums, psychic mediums, uh, they had uh, received a lot of communication through ancient script, even what was turned out to be like Sumerian script and even ancient Germanic scripts, scripts that they couldn't know themselves as what turned out later through uh, through the scientists that are studying ancient cultures in Germany. And Germany, of course, was one of the countries that were highly developed within the occult and occult sciences and occult histories. And at one point they received uh, communications, including with uh, how to create... Things like what we call nowadays like UFOs. Uh, after the war, uh, the Allied forces, of course, captured a lot of documentation, including frill uh, um, uh, machines uh, like the Hennebus UFOs, uh, UFOs series, and those derived from the communication that uh, the Frill Society had since 1919 onwards. Mm. And they were parts, and they were instrumental in also the, ger- in the German space program that preceded our, uh, you could say, the Rothschild slash illuminati uh, slash us uh, space program. But uh, the, the space program, uh, especially of Germany, uh, it's also related, not only to, in this case, to the Frills Society, because they were the, you could say, the civilian arm of the government, or at least the civilian part of uh, the contact with alien with alien beings, and also with this, uh, with the space program that the Nazis uh, put up, but also the Nazis, especially the military, were also in contact with draconians, draconians. The, the, draconian reptiles (laughs) and and they assisted uh, Nazi Germany in the war effort in order uh, to create uh, their militarized or weaponized space program
1: you know yes that is um, you know I've read some of this stuff um, that you're talking about during like periods of time where I've done my own research and a lot of uh, what you're saying uh, years back, I had, I had come across some of it and I, I, I just could not accept the idea that there would be all of this intervention and relaying of technologies by these other creatures. However, folks, I, I'm going to just say this. Um, we have found that working with people and, and this, this, is, this is just something that does not go away. We have seen a number of deliverances manifest when we have said specific prayers we've articulated for separation from reptilian, and we also have one for draconian genetics. And when people begin to get set free because of language like draconian genetics in prayer, that to me, is the evidence that this is not fictitious at all. As a matter of fact, um, it seems to be that it is actually what happened. I, I, I'm i sorry, I just had to say that, uh, Robert, because, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they hear this, they're wrestling with it. They're like, man, how could this possibly be true? How could Daniel even have this on his program? I'm absolutely going to put this on my program because it is true. <laughs> and and And, you know, when we branch out into this, that's what's getting the breakthroughs with a lot of um, people that are in bondage at the higher levels, and and, and so anyway, go ahead. How? T- tell me, Robert. How were the um, Dracos involved in, in, in the Vril Society, and, and then get into some of their other involvement in like Project Montauk?
2: All right. Uh, there's overlap, of course, with Montauk and Nazi Germany because for, uh, the money, for one, that uh, was used for setting up the Montauk after the Second World War. I don't mean 1970, as as Preston Nichols and his gang tried to to, uh, tell us, but goes even further back to the late 40s, early 50s, as we had already talked about in Montauk, exposed with another of your survivors, Elena. And so it goes even further back. Um, that goes to the 50, to the 90, early 1950s, and then the earlier part goes back with the Brookhaven in, in uh, the Brookhaven laboratories that are deeply involved with the Montauk. But concerning the Draconians and Nazi Germany, is that the Nazis uh, through their occult rituals and, te- and communication, like telepathy and other forms. Uh, started also to get in contact with draconians, draconian reptilians who not only reside in space, as you also know through your clients, but they got pockets within within the earth where they reside. Now, yeah, one of the places that, that I found out, uh, one of them is, among others, uh, what we call the Falkland, Falkland Islands, maybe i talk a little bit later because of my experience. Some of my experience is also going to there. And this gives also another spin on the whole Falkland uh, war. Mm. Besides the official version, of course. But there are a number of pockets, including Antarctica. In Antarctica, there are a number of pockets underground uh, where Draconians and other beings are. And during the 1920s and 1930s, the, the Nazis also re- received communication about pockets underneath Antarctica uh, that had ca- whole cave systems. And the Nazis already sent an expedition in the late 30s to claim an area of uh, the Antarctics as their own called Slauwenland. And they started to to develop the un- further the underground uh, pockets under Antarctica, and developed their own underground base. And during, before the war, Second World War, and during the war, they has uh, brought most of their high-tech out of Germany, and they brought it uh, to Antarctica. There's still a renegade faction of Nazi Germany that is still operating from there. But, uh, of course, Hitler, uh, who was, of course, mainly interested in order to weaponize uh, the alien knowledge and technologies, uh, got in contact with, what is said the draconians, and they gave them technologies that could be weaponized. But, of course, during the war, there were other so-called alien factions that also got involved, and they got involved on the side of the Allied forces. If that would have not happened, then you and I wouldn't be sitting here in freedom and we were and we have been speaking German. Because if it was only if if only the Nazis were in contact with an alien ally and they had then developed the full technology, then the Nazis would have won this war. At least on our timeline. I know from Montauk we have seen timelines in which Nazi Germany won. We have been traveled through through Montauk, at least, to timelines with Heidi and even other altars that ended up on timelines in which uh, New York and Washington was nuked by Germany in order to make them surrender.
1: Yeah, and you had shared that. um, And
2: on another occasion, hmm. uh, there was already, before the war, a takeover by uh, a faction within the government and the military that sided on, on Nazi Germany. And and there's a strange coincidence or synchronicity. Thank God it didn't happen, uh, they didn't succeed it. But in 1934, uh, there was a certain general approach by a cabal within the military, In order to throw uh, to to overthrow the current government, what should have been uh, the government of Roosevelt, I think, in the thirties. And if they were successful, if that would have meant that they have closed, uh, they would sided with Nazi Germany in the war when they would start. Wow! If they would have been succeeded, as what happened in one instance during one travel to a different timeline in which uh, the us sided on uh, the side of um, not germany hmm. together with the united kingdom because yeah, as we all know uh united kingdom is ruled by a germanic bloodline the co Saxon. uh of course they in 1970 then 17 they changed the name to Windsors because it wasn't political correct while the United Kingdom were in war with uh, of course with Germany so they changed for political reasons the name from their German name to an anglicized name called Windsors but the british head of the uh, royal family they are germans and not uh, British. They are a Germanic bloodline coming from the Rothschilds. In this case, also the Bowers. uh, The Bowers, they created over centuries. The Bowers, as people may know or not, is a very ancient, occultic, and dark uh, family from Germany, from the Black Forest in Bavaria, Uh, It's a family of warlocks and wizards. Robert's family, uh, my family also got links, genetic links to this family as well, from my father's line. (coughs) But this family created uh, and brought forth the uh, house of Cossackson, what we now know as the Winter family. They brought forth the Rothschild family, and to a minor extent, they also brought forward what we know in the U.S. as as the Bush family from George Bush Sr., and even, uh, no, yeah, his father as Prescott Bush, who also was a who played a, a big role during the Second World War because his family uh, he he was one of the people who collected money for the Nazi for the Nazi uh, agenda in the early part of the war. And so he went by for ev- to every elite family and uh, asked money for the cause, and on my family's side, on both sides, they gave each over four hundred thousand four hundred fifty thousand dollars on both sides. I'm not sure
1: wow to, so to your, our... your family was funding the Nazis.
2: Yes, on both sides as many goodness. other elite families. Like the the DuPont, the Bush family, like uh, the Rockefellers and other families, and this went through uh, Prescott Bush, who was head of one of the major banks uh, in in the U.S. And his uh, he, his job, one of his job was uh, to collect money for the Nazi uh, uh, agenda. And their connection with Nazi Germany and my family unfortunate on both sides, they gave uh, an amount over four hundred fifty thousand dollars, but was then to the amount of of that time so I don't know right now if what it is equal to in currency of the of current day hmm. but it was a considerable amount mm mm-hmm. To say the least, what my family on both sides has given. And many elite families in the U.S., as I said, the DuPont, the Rockefellers, the Bush, the Collins, and other, uh, the, the Harriman family was another major one. But all the major Illuminati families in the U.S., they gave money for the cause for Nazi Germany. And, of course, uh, after the war with uh, the Rockefeller Foundation, of course, they have completely falsified history. They gave a grant of $138,000 for one in order to erase every connection, occult connection of the Nazis before and during the war. ...because the Rockefellers knew very well... ...that the Nazis had a thirst ...for anything of occult... ...value... ...before the war and during the war... ...in part you could say... ...the movie as Raiders of Lost Ark... ...is, is, is based on truth... Hmm. ...if people remember this movie with Harrison Ford... ...as Indiana Jones... ...and uh, he uh, came across Nazis and also broke archaeologists who were working for the Nazis in order to obtain uh, objects that had occult values and other highly spiritual values. Uh, but in, real- in reality, uh, it is based on, on a lot of reality, because the Nazis, they really spent a lot of, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, on uh, expeditions all around the world... in order to obtain uh, objects. Like the sphere of destiny. And I had no doubt the Ark of Covenant... and, and other objects. Because they would truly believed... that those, not only those objects existed... but they had also power. I know a lot of Christian probably will think... if you take let's say... No yeah, uh, yeah, the covenant. no yeah, uh, the what was it? Uh, what the Bible says about this box? Yeah, the Ark uh, of the Covenant. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's only probably allegory, but people like the Nazis they really thought it was real, and they sent an expeditions out in order to obtain objects like this, what according to biblical texts and also other ancient texts could move mountains. Hmm. or anything else uh, and also the the frill Society and the Tula Society Mm -hmm. they also knew about objects like this or relics around the world so they also spent a lot of money by sending out expeditions all around the world from let's say certain areas in Europe, South, Central America up till the Himalayas and that is also how they came in contact of course, with, uh, in Tibet, uh, because I also believe that the master race, well, what, what they called as the Aryan race, n- did not originate in Europe, but in, uh, in, the, in the Far East. In particular, as they fought in Tibet, or I- in India, according to ancient scripts, going back to the, to the Vedas what yep. is the Hindu religious uh, text, ancient text.
1: That is also fascinating.
2: So for, uh, so they send it out, uh, yeah, they spend a lot of money and manpower in order to find all kinds of relics that they could use, study, and, and hopefully could use. And that is how they got in contact also with uh, the so-called masters, who are so-called residing according to New Age's Uh, tales in in the Far East or at least in Tibet and under Tibet and when we talk about the so called uh, masters as they call them in the New Age uh, we talk about not angelic beings but about fallen angels and fallen spirits who of course will say they are ascended Mm. and unfortunately a lot of people are falling for it
1: Mm. So even
2: up till today, and also another thing is that not especially Hitler. Had, he had a great admiration for people as Ellis uh, and Bailey, and Blavatsky. He even slept with one of her books beside his bed. From Blavatsky, it was either Blavatsky or or Bailey, who wrote books as. Uh, hierarchy, something about um, spiritual hierarchy, hierarchy, and also the books by uh, Blavatsky. Now yeah, Hitler was a big fan of it, and he also was part of uh, the organization that uh, that Blavatsky had set up. I tried to think of the name of the let's see, what was the name? Uh, maybe it comes up later. Uh, and the Nazis have, when you take the New Age philosophy and the it, Nazis it, it's
1: philosophy, uh, it, it's a theosophical society. Yes. Yeah that is the one. Mm-hmm.
2: What was set up by Blavatsky And when you take the, philo- the Nazi phil- philosophy and also the New Age philosophy, it's a mirror of each other. They both use slightly different words, but they all say both one and the same thing.
1: Now, Robert, let's, um, let's come back. Cause you, you were, you began talking about, um, the real society, then you got into yes. world war two and, and, a, a draconian influence. And, yes. um, I, I, I just want to throw out a couple of verses here, uh, for those of you that are listening, because, you know, uh, sometimes we're surprised at how certain things actually do ground out in the Bible. Um, There are 34 references to dragons in the King James Bible. The Hebrew word tanin is often translated dragon, um, but not always, suggesting that there may be a number of hidden references to dragon. Now, of course, it also can mean whale, which is interesting. I don't know how that quite makes sense, but... The, uh, the Bible has some really interesting things to say about this, uh, yes. particularly Deuteronomy thirty two thirty three, which says, Their wine is the poison of dragons and the cruel venom of asps. You know, that's just a direct reference to dragons and um, some of the ideas people had about them. And there's another verse that's even more uh, fascinating job 30 29 which says i am a brother to dragons and a companion to owls and you know uh say what you want the clear straightforward interpretation of the text means that this guy somehow had draconian genetic code inside of him causing him to say i'm a brother to dragons and and dragons are notorious for in. Affecting human bloodlines with their DNA. We found that to be true even in modern day, which is why we have been seeing so much deliverance uh, on this subject when we begin to get people separated and delivered from their draconian genetics. So there's a whole ton of other references. I, I just wanted to say this isn't so far-fetched. But now, Robert, um, I want you to come back. I want you to talk about Draconians, and if there was anything else you wanted to say about World War II, get into Montauk, and then talk to me about the Falkland Islands.
2: All right. Uh, Concerning dragons, uh, at least in my opinion, they are referring to two things. One, the reptilian bloodlines that live among humans. I, I certainly believe there's a strong reference to that. Because the Bible, uh, God, of course, knows everything. And he would know that <coughs> the, the, the reptilians, they will mingle their bloodlines with us. So, it's, for one, in my opinion, reference to that. But another thing is, what for me stands, is that uh, when we talk about dragons, that there is another word for what we would call dinosaurs. People seem to think, oh yeah, dinosaurs only existed that many... 66 million years ago then how they can explain that scientists and I think Kent eh, Hovitz talked about it uh, and others is that they found footprints so human uh, footprints and and dino footprints in one in the same strata that was unearthed how is it possible uh, if we have been living 66 million years apart. That's how well a human food footprint. Although the footprint of human were much bigger than, than what we are now. But I could explain a little bit about that why. Uh, and they found the 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 no, the dino footprint in the say in the same level ground level. I uh, am part of. We have to remember that as the Bible talks about uh, and I, I, you. I think was it you or someone else that said that uh, now, yeah that in the in the time in the days of Job, I think it was, that he mentioned dragons or, or now, yeah, what we now call of course dino dinosaurs. Another thing is of course di- the, the the word dinosaur is only a word that came in, in, into existence not sooner or later than in the, in eighteen thirty if I'm correct around that time period. So that is for one reason why we find that not in the Bible uh, the word di- dinosaur, because it is only a recent uh, development of, of a word, or a new word. But besides so this point, uh, now I, I can all, I only will say one thing, a uh, reason that probably the human footprints were bigger and the humans were bigger, is that, let's say, 2,000 years ago, or even further back, the atmosphere content, especially in oxygen content, was much pure, purer than now. We, have, according to scientists, we have lost over at least twenty plus percent of oxygen, and our oxygen content nowadays is less than eighteen percent. Apparently, according to research data by scientists, hmm. so that means when the oxygen content was much purer and higher. In, in in numbers and uh, let's say 2000 years ago or or even before that that also explains why in the bible it is said uh, how big some of the grapes were uh, you probably know what i mean what passages of the bible when uh, they were in the land of uh, the giants and they saw those giants walking around and picking up the grapes or the, what, what probably was almost as big as humans or at least part or at least half of a human you probably know what first i mean with this yeah 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 they 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 talk
1: about um how they had to carry the grapevine uh between two men um yes and it is so it's very large Possibly also referring to genetic modification somehow yes. of the plants. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's all so fascinating. Now
2: I think uh, it was Kent Hovind here, yeah, who had the scientist who mentioned about a scientist. Uh, I tried to, name, I'm not sure the name of the scientist, but he did a bio experiment in the laboratory, in a sealed tank with a higher oxygen content, but should have been in biblical times, according to his calculation, and what turned out that that the animals and the plants had a 30% bigger growth over a certain time, and they were 30% bigger than they should be normally.
1: I remember reading something like that.
2: So what means that if his experiment is right and valid, so that that explains in in part for in in biblical times, going back to up till 4,000 years ago, why, or even long ago, depending on in you know, what uh, millennium we talk about with Job, that explains why they saw let's say the grapes that many times bigger, besides the genetic genetic modification, uh, why things were much bigger than we are than we have now. But so I will leave it for this. Uh, about this about this part. Okay. To okay. come back on on what we talked about earlier with the Draconians and the Second World War and the Montauk, because that is all intertwined. As I said, the connection with uh, the the American Illuminati bloodlines in Nazi Germany is quite big. As already mentioned, that in a, in the elite families money were collected for the Nazi. Uh, cause so the, and technically that would also mean that our families uh, have committed treason especially if we were at that time also in the state of war because while well, we uh, but this part of it happens before the war before Nazi Germany had declared the war but if it also still continued with collecting the money and giving the money during the war that we were officially in war. That also mean, would, would mean that our families has committed treason. It's true. So how? Because...
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I, I was just gonna say. So, so, um, h- how were the Draconians involved in the Montauk?
2: Um, after the, during the war and after the war. Uh, especially after the war, uh, American uh, agencies were contacted, or they got in contact with certain groups of what we call extraterrestrials now, probably some are inner-earth factions and civilizations, and within Draconians, they had been living for quite a while on this earth, even that uh, some some parts originate from uh, the star system of Draconia, Draco, what is the political uh, headquarters, and they got uh, settlements in Orion and throughout our own solar system. But factions also live within the Earth. And after the war, after we became an atomic power as the United States, the U.S. was contacted by certain alien factions who made deals with the United States government, and particularly with the Eisenhower administration, and the real power behind those factions were the Draconians, even though they had sent out uh, the taller gray beings as their ambassadors. And but it started already after 47, after the first UFO crash. Question is, if that was a man-made UFO, or uh, or an alien UFO? Of course, the official story is still a weather balloon. But uh, they certainly had uh, taken and a crashed a disk that was found. And there were quite a number of disks found over a time span from 1947 up till at least late 1950s throughout the U.S. and outside of the U.S. And, of course, they created in 47. After the Roswell uh, episode, they created an agency called Majestic 12. What is an oversight committee? What uh, only uh, has its authority under the president? Even that the president, uh, they only tell the president what they feel he should know. Now, yeah, that is certainly nowadays deadly squat, and they are a well-funded organization that now are mainly funded and operational. With money that comes from the uh, black world underworld, and they are in, and they are deeply into bad metaphor, met, metaphorically speaking, of course, with the military-industrial complex. So all the technologies that has been uh, came in their possession uh, went into the hands of the military-industrial complex, and they developed out of there their secret space program. The flying saucers, a majority of the flying saucers that we see nowadays are not alien flying saucers, but those are piloted and created uh, by us humans ourselves within the black uh, underworld of the military-industrial complex. My mother, uh, she has worked her whole life for, for uh, in this case, Nordrop, also what became later Nordrop Granum. But we already talked, of course, in sessions about it, and out of out of this also came someone else uh, came into existence. But that is not part of this conversation. Uh, of this conversation, but she worked her whole life. My mother was a multiple as well, meaning that I come from a generational family with all my family before me and the ones after me has went through the same programming, the same traumas. And I'm so far the only one in my family that has stepped out, and that is on its way to freedom. But, again, to come back on the draconians, during the many negotiations during the 1950s with our United States government, and they also apparently made agreements with other governments, even that they say they only will have agreements with the United States... We now know that they made agreements with uh, the former Soviet Union as well. The Draconians got, got a couple of bases in that part of the world. And so yeah, the Draconians came into play mainly in the 1950s and through, of course, their, their connection to the Illuminati bloodlines they had already a power base of course within certain members of uh, various governments, because the Rockefeller family is one of the draconian bloodlines. We got the Rockefeller, uh, the Rothschilds, of course, what is a major bloodline within the banking world. Now, yeah, without the banking world, our government cannot operate because without banking, and without the loaning of the money, there will be no government that will be able to function. So the draconians had always a major influence behind the scene uh, in our world. But on a military level, their yeah, their deep contact with our government started from the nineteen fifties. And that started then with the Eisenhower administration. But underlining of this is also their involvement through the now na- transfer of the Nazi technology. And Nazi knowledge and money into the Montauk uh, project. Uh, as I said before, and uh, what me and Elena may have discussed in Montauk exposed is that it started much, so much earlier than the 1970 date uh, that Preston Nichols and his gang gave us. What is a false uh, date? What is this information about the startup? at least from my point of view, from what I experienced and what I know. Even my own entanglement in the Montauk started in 1970 through my main uh, programmer at that time, uh, Dr. Green, E.A. Dr. Joseph Mengele. He was a genetics consultant to the Montauk. And he was the one that brought me into the, pro- into the program. that was in 1970
1: early 1970 in my case and folks um, we we do have in our archives on YouTube also at our, you know just our archives a program called montauk exposed and in that program Robert and another survivor go through their experiences with montauk and that's what Robert just mentioned um, still available you can go back and listen to that and uh, one of the interesting things just to to confirm the whole thing I I was working with them independently they didn't even know each other and I asked them both to draw me a picture of the Montauk chair and they drew me the exact same picture and uh, that that was how certain things got started so um,
2: she was used earlier in the program she's seven years older myself, So, as he was used earlier in the program, so it already shows that the program was much older than the so-called official urban, his, uh, urban legend history tells through uh, Preston Nichols. Because Preston Nichols and his gang claims it started in 1970. But uh, what is nothing more than this information.
1: Now, talk to me about the Falkland Islands.
2: What yes. what's I going have, on with uh, that one? I may have talked about, or some of my alter may have told you about mem- memories that has been resurfaced about around 83, One of those idea years, and I was only sixteen, around sixteen uh, or seventeen at that time, and I re- memories is that, in my case, but the car. My memories are partly related with this, but part of the Falkland War was not only was not the cover story that just Argentina uh, attacked uh, and occupied the Falklands, what was for hundred or whatever years, over hundred years, in the hands of the British government, but it also holds deposits of minerals or like oil and other things underneath. But another thing is it holds also a major and a uh, major m i six base there, especially a de- debriefing center. And people must know that uh, the Falkland uh, islands are a group of islands three hundred miles outside of the coast of Argentina, uh, within the direction of the uh, Antarctica. And during and after the war, Argentina was one of the countries that gave refuge to Nazis. There's a, a big Nazi population hidden within Argentina, and no doubt on the government level, the government works with Nazis, and some, probably some of their knowledge. And another thing is, but what has never been told, of course, in the media, is that we under the under the islands there's a pocket of uh, you could say a cavern system if you like. Uh, that's uh, that the the English uh, came across, and that was full with uh, a group of uh, I cannot call them other than draconian reptiles. And as I said earlier on, <coughs> is that. The draconians, they had close connections during the war with Nazi Germany, and during the war, a renegade group of Nazis developed this underground base on Antarctica, what is still in existence today. And uh, this group, probably this group of draconians, are probably tied in also with the renegade Nazis. And Argentina is also tied in with his renegade Nazis as well. Seeing also the Nazis and their descendants up till the present day Argentina that are still living and working in uh, Argentina. So you cut there an axis, as we had in in World War II with the evil axis. You cut now an axis of, in this case, uh, the renegade Nazis, the draconian faction, and Argentina. And they wanted, of course, to take over the island, to take it away from the British, uh, to take it out of their hands. And they thought, we can start this war and overrun Argentina, uh, overrun the Falklands, and no one will cry out for it. Yeah, unfortunately, they found out the hard way that Margaret Thatcher, of course, our Iron Lady, as she was called, <laughs> Uh, of course didn't like that, and she sent out uh, her special forces uh, and other troops. And also she had help from the United States because Navy SEALs within, within the U.S. Uh, Navy were involved in secret uh, covertly as well because people seemed to think it was only a war from uh, from uh, Great Britain. But Great Britain had also in uh, help COVID help by uh, by the Americans and myself and a group of other uh, other uh, navy personnel because I remember in the memory that I had a navy uniform on, but was white, so I must have been of a certain rank. Not all my memories has been come back, so I I hope over time to get more memories back. And then the picture will be clearer. But I remember that I was on board of uh, the Nimitz, which is a group of other seven uh, men. I was the youngest in this group. And from the Nimitz, we were brought over, over in a Sikorsky helicopter, and we were brought over to another aircraft carrier called Hermes. <coughs> and as we all know, Hermes is another name for uh vote if I'm correct if I'm yeah, oh, if I'm correct, uh, yeah. that's another name for vote yeah yep. and uh, yeah we all know <laughs> I have a lot of dealings with with this principality in, in fortune but the British they had an aircraft carrier called named after this uh, after this power, uh, principality or in the Egyptian cultures they call it a god. But nonetheless, it is a principality and a dark one. But they had this uh, aircraft carrier, part of the fleet, that uh, were shipped to uh, the Falklands. And I was apparently sent as an observer of some sort, with two others from out of the seven or eight others that were uh, sent over. But what I uh, what I have learned over over those years, and what I remember from my memories is that the Falkland War was much more than just an occupation uh, about uh, in this case from Argentina. As okay. I said, they they were close allies with the renegade Nazis that are still up till the present underneath Antarctica and with the Draconian reptilian infection that were within the Falkland islands
1: that is also fascinating um, now I want to um, if you don't have anything else to say on that come back around to European politics
2: okay if that's okay uh, apparently a lot has been happening so far I've been following the news <laughs> uh, so far I've seen that uh, France got now a new president uh, what is his name again I tried to uh, Emmanuel Macron if I'm correct with the name Macron. and I saw I was looking up his picture and to my surprise it was one of the pictures I recognized uh, during satanic rituals over the last five years the last major one that, that I was at being used in was 2012, 2013. And one of the faces I remember is the face of the of the new president of the Republic of France. If it is, yeah, this is a republic, if I'm correct.
1: Um, or
2: whatever they call him. I believe so. And his face was one of the faces I strongly re- remembers from rituals so well in the US as Europe. And Bohemia Grove not only got uh, male uh, members or male participants from the U.S., they got, mem- uh, they got participants and guests on behalf of others that come from all over the world. But I've also seen many rituals. Uh, one of them was the Castle of Darkness in, in uh, Belgium, in a the, in the, in the small village of Monroe. And also Macron was one of the participants as well. And he is a bank. Officially, he's not a banker. But what, of course, official history and the news don't tell us is that he was a, a part of the Rothschild bankers, meaning he worked for a Rothschild bank. And his wife, um, I'm not sure what her name is, but she again is also part of the... Illuminati Network and and she is most likely and my feeling for this is at least for 99% is that their merits are not just the merits but she is also his programmer and handler and it was already way planned decades ago at least a decade if not maybe 15-16 years ago that at one point he would become president because if And that means to me, and my feeling is very strong on this, that the French elections are uh, rigged, because they couldn't allow France to come in in the hands of uh, Marie Le Pen, because if she would have been in power, that this would have been a disaster for for the Illuminati in Europe, under the Rothschilds, because that means that France if la pen had her way she would have uh, like what uh, she would have pull out, uh, put out uh, a referendum for France about in or out of Europe as what happened with the United Kingdom with brexit and if France would have decided to get out uh, because she would have also played out on the race cards and the Muslims and she got a valid a point because. Let's be honest, that France got a major problem. They got one of the, the, the biggest Muslim populations in Europe, together with Germany. And if Le Pen would have played out that, uh, that card, if she would have been power, that would have meant that France would have stepped out of Europe, and the whole European Union, as the Illuminati's uh, wet dream, if you like, would have fallen apart.
1: So, that was uh, a, a hit they just couldn't take after Brexit and some of the That's other... That's right. And my in goodness. my feeling,
2: the next elections in the United Kingdom, because of this, will be also, in my, in my feeling, being wrecked Because they can continue with uh, Theresa May, uh, who will even weaken uh, the negotiations in the coming years. So that the Illuminati still get their way, and they probably kind even call out another referendum, trying to get the United Kingdom back in back in uh, in European Union in one form or another. And Theresa May is another participant, but has been on high rituals. I have seen her on the same rituals as uh, Macron, including her husband. And in also in those rituals were also present people like the Rothschild, the main members of the Rothschild families, the Winter family, the 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 Royal Dutch uh, blood uh, elite bloodline of the Royal Family, the House of Orange. I mean, has been present on those rituals, and a host of other bloodline families within Europe. So in this case, I get a feeling when the election is going to take place in June of this year in England, it's going to be rigged again. And that means that uh, Theresa may going to be re-elected. And she kind of weaken the negotiations to such a way that, uh, for one, the Muslim problem will stay as, as it is because there will be a more of an influx. Not as they had promised the border getting close, and that the United Kingdom kind of decides how many people they kind of let in, because that is not in the interest of the Illuminati. They want you. Uh, they want to uh, West European countries completely overswamped by Muslim population, so that then the white Christian population in Europe can be uh, over time uh, eliminated. If not, yeah, that is one of their plans. And they believe if we replace the Christian population, uh, we are able to uh, to handle the Muslim population in a better way. or even they will exterminate for so much. so far they uh, they can, because they still need a certain amount of people in order to to be their servants. But the whole depopulation of Europe from with white people, with white Christians, uh, one of their ways is the trojan horse by letting in all those muslim refugees huh. because they see the muslims as a lesser threat than the christian population huh. uh, uh. they want to wipe out every christian in the earth because they believe if all the christians in the world are wiped out when it would be time for jesus christ would come and there would be no christian alive then in their eyes, uh, Jesus Christ has no valid reason, and a legal reason to be here. Huh. Wow. When we have uh, the, when we have agenda twenty one for depopulation, on on a grand scale, you could say the whole the whole refugee crisis, what is an artificial created crisis, is let's say. Uh, another form of the 21 Agenda, but then in a genocide from a Christian population. And it was already also planned over 30, 40 years ago. Uh, I got parts who were used in meetings, so over within the US and and also in the UK, uh, who were sitting in, in, in their programmed state who were at meetings in which they talked about matters like this. And that makes then so much my sense. parts were sent from the u s to Europe in their program state, and uh, one of my parts has been programmed as a verbatim computer. so one altar goes out, comes out is pulled out. let's say during a meeting, let's say it could be a council council of formulation or billboard meeting or any of those uh round tables. And during a meeting, one altar is call, uh, called out and is used as a verbatim recorder, live verbatim recorder during a meeting. Then I'm sent over or the body is sent over. And then on the other side, if it, let's say, if the Rothschilds right haven't been present, that altar is pulled out with the recording of that meeting. And then it, it will be played out verbatim, every word, comma, etc., what had been talked about. And in one of those meetings in the 70s, I was used as such, and one of their meetings was about an an artificial uh, problem What we have now in the Middle East, in which we have now this whole swarm of Muslim refugees uh, that are now being sent over Europe and even the United States. How is it that those Muslim refugees... Are not been taken into Muslim countries, especially the the rich countries, countries like uh, Jordan, or countries like uh, the Emirates, and uh, countries as like as Saudi Arabia. They got more more money than most countries in the West now nowadays, with all the economic mayhem. And those countries could have taken in most of the Muslim refugees from the West uh, from the Middle East, but why is it that they, that they are being sent uh, to Western Europe and to the United States? But people also don't realize is the, the refugee agency that goes about by refugees around the world from the United Nations, uh, they decide which refugees goes to where. And this agency from the United Nations, I'm not sure at the moment the name of it, I may have to Google it, but they have decided for some reason, and this agency is heavily, of course, corrupted by the Illuminati and its members, they have decided that they will only allow Muslim refugees out of the Middle East to be sent to other countries for refuge. And the Christian population has left in those camps, or sometimes not even in those camps, and they have been left uh, on their own, and they are now the victim of uh, the extremist groups like ISIS and other groups, and, and mainly the Christian populations in the Middle East that are, now, that are now being killed. And the agenda now is is when they have brought in the Trojan horses of the Muslims into Western Europe over the last 10, 10 years, what we have seen and more, and uh, uh, they will now. We kind of see now that over, let's say, over another decade, uh, a majority of the Muslim population will be much bigger than the original population of a country, and that means that the, the Christian population, gonna be a minority in West European countries, but also mean over time that the Muslims. When they are a majority, they can set up a political party, and with elections, their party will be will come in power, and we're gonna see this in the next five to ten years in Europe. And if we don't want our back home in the U.S., if we uh, if we don't stop the influx of Muslims, then we're gonna have to face the same uh, same problems, and if Canada. If Canada, our neighbor, will continue to let Muslims in, but the same what will happen in Europe will also happen in uh, in Canada. But it is all part of an agenda in order to root out Christian Christians around the world.
1: That is very fascinating.
2: A Christian uh, genocide. Mm-hmm. As we had the Holocaust, it's going to be a new Holocaust instead of a Jew- Jewish Holocaust. Although Jews, no, no doubt, will be also part of it because the Muslims will go if anyone except Muslims unless you want to turn. You want to become a Muslim, but if not, then you're going to be killed. So we kind going to deal in the future as part of the Illuminati agenda with the new Holocaust.
1: And there's been a lot of um, talk uh, about... Uh, that in 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 christian circles i mean you you're bringing a whole lot of um insight to this and and i i really appreciate that you know um even even to the extent that there have been certain people out there that have suggested uh there's going to be a muslim antichrist which i don't know if that's realistic considering, um, everything we're learning about the hybrid program. Um, yes. but that also brings me to the subject of the hybrid program. <laughs> uh, Robert, um, you've said a little bit about the hybrid program, some on, on this program and also with other programs that we've been on, but, um, you, you have so much to say about this thing. Uh, what, what, What's going on with the hybrid program, from from your memory and your perspective?
2: The hybrid program goes way back. We uh, goes to at least to the end of the Second World War, <clears throat> at least on the U.S. side. When it became, when they started to work more and more on it, of course, Nazi Germany already was working on it. Um, was already working on it before because we took, of course, a lot of the geneticists over in Operation Paperclip. So our knowledge become more streamlined because the Nazis, through their connection with the fallen angels, disguised as alien beings like the Aldebaran, and, of course, the Draconians, who are falling under the fallen angels. Uh, yeah, they started, of course, their their... The developing of hybrids already much sooner. But within the US, we started after the Second World War, and one of the major centers uh, is, of course, Dulcie, what is known for it. But uh, and there are other bases that I have been uh, brought to. One of them is Palms 29, what is within the desert of California. And this base also has a cloning center. Uh, a lot of our famous artists has been brought there in a program state. And they made clones from quite a number of artists, pop artists, for one. Uh, when we take the... Uh, I must say, one of the artists that I always liked was Christina Aguilera, and Britney Spears. Both of them, by the way, has been cloned. I we certainly know from with Britney Spears that she has been killed off in twenty eleven and the ones that we see now is a full are a full series of clones to name one. But also with Christina Aguilera they have cloned her and replaced her with a clone or clones. And no doubt there are quite a number of other artists now that also that are using clones with. But the cloning process that goes, of course, way back, yeah, to the early 60s and late 50s that they started it up. I think in the, in, in the 80s there was a the talk, apparently, that even people as President Carter was a clone, one of the earlier ones. I don't believe it was, personally, but there was already talk within certain circles what we would now call, let's say, like, the conspiracy world, Uh, especially with a book that came out in the 80s on mind control and genetic cloning called The Matrix Book Series, Uh, by uh, insiders within the military and and other, and, yeah, within the military and intelligence, early whistleblowers, came out so that brought a number of things uh, to the surface then but my uh, my experience goes to uh, among others as the Dulcie base that I have been brought to I have been brought to one of his sister bases in Europe Uh, one of them is uh, the one under Rajivik in uh, in Iceland what is a major another major one and another base that I' been brought to to under, and I live in that country now is what is called an area called the bracken beacons, what is in Wales, and that got also a major base of fifteen thousand personnel that is under an area in which what is used uh, by police training on the service in the bracken beacons and also the SAS, the United Kingdom, also training on the, in the Bracken beacons as well. But underneath is another major uh, base, what is, by the way, not owned, what is not operated and controlled by the United States, by the United Kingdom government and military, but it's operated and in control by the, by the United States National National Security Agency. This uh, this base and this base is all interconnected through the Maglev system that we may have talked about earlier with other bases around the world. And this Maglev runs through the under the ocean. It got various t- uh, stop stops are along the the way that goes all the way to, uh, to the United States. It also goes to other areas within Europe as well and various castles. Because one of the way how not only are, uh, people that attend uh, rituals are flown in, sometimes they are also being flown in or brought in, depending on where the rituals are in are uh, through uh, the MetLife system.
1: Would you suggest that um, a, a majority of deep underground military bases engage in some uh, uh i guess component of the hybrid breeding program yes uh would you also say there's a lot of overlap between cloning programs and the hybrid breeding program
2: I certainly would say that as well yes, and um, yeah, the cloning uh program of course came in part out of the hybrid, but the hybrid of course is naya yeah, in order for it to create out of two species one species what is what got the best of both in it and is even much stronger than than the original two. But the cloning, yeah, that is just to make a cloned body and what can then contain the soul essence, uh, whatever you want to call it, soul or the soul matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that when the let's say the physical body has been lift out during lived out this life that they can uh, place the soul matrix into into another body or they can use the clone bodies to place in the soul uh, place in the DNA de- the, the essence of demons or disincarnate spirits the cloning uh, the cloning project has uh, can be used for various means. It can be used, let's say, to create a couple of series of clones, let's say, from certain members of, let's say, the uh, the Rothschild families, so that when they get ill or, or, or old age, and that they can transplant the soul essence through transmigration, uh, that they can place that soul essence into a clone body so that that person can live on and that they can cheat out with that. And and, uh, a good example of some of the very ancient families, like the Rothschilds, has been using transmigrations for centuries. Uh, One particular family, in in part, is the Winters. Queen uh, Mum, the one that died, the old... The, the the very old lady uh, who was very s- small and, uh, and, and things like that the old type of granny as they call it the yeah the granny uh, of the of the winter family as the British call her uh, she has not died officially for seven hundred years and same with Elizabeth II
1: now what because, and you know, a lot of people are going to struggle with this one because, like, oh, you know, that's not possible. Well, folks, um, you know, part of the problem is that what's being passed is not completely human. I, I, I think, Robert, um, that they're passing a, a reptilian form from one generation to the next. Is that is that true, or am I confused?
2: Yes, when you talk about reptilian bloodlines, uh, part of the DNA is mammalian, well, like most humans, but that is 50%. But the other 50% is reptilian in one form or another, because when we talk about reptilian bloodlines, we talk about several reptilian species out there. It's not only draconians. The draconians are maybe on on the heap. They are on on the top of the pyramid, but there are other reptilians in the mix as well. But uh, so yeah, when you have, let's say, you got one family that give birth, you got let's say one one family or two families that marry each other. They both are reptilians, of course, because they only marry with their own kind. So they can let's say. Uh, a female from a from bloodline marry a, member of, a male member of another bloodline. Both are hybrid bloodlines because they both exist out of reptilian and mammalian DNA. So when they both uh, give offspring, again, that bloodline, the next one, is again of, of the same ratio. And that, this is how they have been doing for thousands of years. That is why they only interbreeding with their own kind. With what they call blue blood.
1: And and my family
2: is one example in this. Because I was not allowed to marry what the family would call a commoner. I hope uh, that I don't offend listeners out there. But I was only allowed to marry certain people that came from the same bloodlines. From the same inner, you could say, other uh, higher levels of the upper class
1: and, and and Robert, that's one of the reasons why like, I'm personally convinced that people don't just get initiated into the true Illuminati because I'm under the impression that it's all about the bloodlines
2: yes, and, and it's all a preservation of the bloodlines and the in, innate knowledge within the reptilian genes
1: so, if people say I joined the Illuminati, um, chances are, in my opinion, they're just becoming a puppet, but they're not really truly in because they weren't born no. in. Um, you, you, you would agree with that?
2: I guess. Yes, okay. you only get in through being a bloodline. Mm-hmm. Anyone who wants to join, a hey, for one, they have to join then the Freemasons. That is the most outer. Ring, if if you want to call it like that, and that takes quite some years before you have even gone through the first three levels. But even when you are reaching the thirty-third degree, uh, I know officially we got only of and uh, the thirty-third degree uh, degrees official. But I also know that some of my members in the family are even going much higher. I know for a fact that in this case one of my main abuses, George Bush Senior, is an 88 degree Freemason, the one that is still alive,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who doesn't want to seem to want to die. But yeah, you are, you can only be really true a uh, true part of the Illuminati if you are only by blood. You can join, let's say, your local Masonic temple and go through the initiation of, let's say, all the levels, but that that will take decades. And again, you're only being used because they only allow you, uh, allow to join you if they have a usage for you, if they can use you as a puppet. So even if you, let's say, reaching the thirty. The thirty second, thirty first, thirty second, and thirty third degree. Still, you have not even when you reach thirty third degree, you are still not been been told the truth. If you got, let's say, two people that are been in, initiated in in the thirty third degree of grandmasters, you got one that come from, uh, 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 let's say, non bloodline family. And you have one that comes from a bloodline family, like the DuPont, Collins, the Rockefeller, Rothschild family, etc., or Winters, or House of Orange, or Grimaldi's. If you've got one member that comes from that level, and you've got, and you got say, let's say, a Gendo that has joined and reached also that level, the Jen Doe st- uh, still told a different story than the pure bloodline member. Who has been initiated? Because he got more told of the truth than than the one who is the jendo. Even on that level of being a, becoming grand master. Interesting. Because only the true bloodline families, they will be really told uh, the real agenda, the real truth about everything. And even after the thirty third degree, especially the thirteen levels above the thirty uh, f- um, above thirty third degree, uh, Nayada yeah, the Clintons are on one of those levels, and Hillary is equivalent to to those levels, but are not in the Masons, but then in, they got also their female offshoots, the Eastern Star Society. That got so well. That is, you could say, a female version of the Masons, although it is by gender because there are also male members as well. But females are equally able to uh, come in that organization. And Hillary Clinton is on the, uh, in that organization and she got an equivalent level, what goes up till 13 levels above the 33rd degree Freemasons. Within the Eastern Star, and my mother was high up within the in the West Coast division of it, mm-hmm. and a lot of other, high level female Illuminati members as well. As I said, yeah, the Masons itself is of course a male fraternity, so females cannot officially join that organization, but also shows how sexist that organization is as well. From that point of view, but. Yeah, the Easter Star is the female version of the Freemasons. And officially, of course, they say, oh yeah, we are a fraternity into charity and all that. But that is a load of BS because that is only a cover.
1: That's right. And people that have come from Freemasonry bloodlines often need to do lots of renunciations over curses that are brought in. And bloodline iniquity because of that group, and and the same goes for Eastern Star
2: survivors, who also may have mentioned to you also the Eastern Star Society from their mother side. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. Well, Robert, I want to get to one more subject before we close out this program, and of course, there's a whole slew of things we could talk about, but I want to get into um, for the next, you know, ten, fifteen minutes or so. Some secret insights that are coming through entertainment right now.
2: Yes. Now, yeah, to, to come back on what we see, of course, what we already talked about the hybrid program. Uh, and up till, till at least 15 years ago, at a certain time, I like to play a lot of games at times. I think we still got a couple of games on the, on the laptop. Uh, that some of my, that Lauren plays sometimes, and to my surprise, one of the things that some of the game shows is some of the subjects that we have been talking about, and now uh, yeah, for, one of the games is, uh, for instance that I played, and that got the subjects, some of the subjects that we talked about, hybrid programs, and creating of uh, hybrid creatures, and things like that, uh, a few games that I want to mention in this, that got this uh, element in it is uh, a couple of old ones from 15 years ago was uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein uh, for one, <coughs> and the Wolfenstein game series that came afterwards. Another one that I played at the time, Far Cry, especially the first one, again that had also the theme uh, with Nazis in it, uh, hybrid, creation of hybrid monsters, and things like that. Uh, but we see, uh, we are being groomed for the hybrid uh, program on a multitude of levels. Now, yeah, the gaming industry is one of them, uh, as an example, with the two examples I gave you. Uh, but when we look at also the, the TV, uh, TV, Entertainment and movies entertainment. Now, yeah, we already can see a lot of movies. I only have to put up my uh, Netflix and go through, uh, let's say, the series or the the movies with the Captain, especially the movies of Marvel Entertainment, like Captain America um, and a host of other movies that came out over the last 10 years that all has hybrids in it, and in which they try to glorify uh, the coming hybrids that are being created in our laboratories. It's almost that they want to groom our current young population of children, the future adults, uh, to groom them for what will be uh, unleashed in the near future. And of course, entertainment is a good way to do this. And you can do it in a hidden way because most people, when they play those games, they don't even realize. Or when they watch the movies, they see oh, a nice story, nice action. And yeah, because a lot of, especially the males, they like a lot of action and guns, uh, go hoe and all that type of thing. But they don't see uh, further than further than that within what is really behind, what is hidden. Uh, Underneath the storylines. So when we take. Like Captain America. And the whole franchise that came out of it. Hellboy. Is another. Good example about it. It's about this guy. That uh, was badly created by Nazis. And after the war. He was found. I think in in an abandoned. Underground base. Or cave. By the allied forces. And he was taken in. I'm not sure if you are familiar with that movie in particular, but again, you see all symbolism uh, that we have been talking about, what goes not only to Nazi Germany, but what is now going on in our underground bases within the United States, within the United Kingdom, and other places around Europe, in which they try to create hybrid beings that will be used for the end time, and that the Illuminati are going to use and implant those disconnected spirits in. When you take the gaming industry, the movie industry, it is rife with occultism, with occult knowledge, with creation of hybrids. It's almost... You, can, you almost fall over it, how much it comes in your face.
1: And uh, the thing is, I, I know a lot of people that listen, at least to my program, um, thanks to people like you, have uh, a, a, a eyes open when they are watching entertainment, and um, it is. I mean, I mean that, that 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 is something that's so true, right? They are uh, conditioning the population at large, um, and and even you know, now because it all targets young children and uh going into their teenage years, everyone's being conditioned. That's what I see. Uh, yes. To to be prepared for uh, the removal of a veil like where you know hybrids are just you know out in their plain day. Um, yes. All,
2: first, it started with conditioning about aliens mm-hmm. in the first waves, and since around 2000, you suddenly see a lot of, what I said, now uh, computer uh, computer games about hybrid, hybrid, hybridization. as yeah, what, uh, what Nazi Germany was doing, what they were trying to create hybrid creatures, what, what could be used uh, as a weaponized effort to defeat the enemy. And what our Illuminati back home has been creating as well. But we all see it over the... I maybe mean, take all the games created over the last 15, 20 years you see all those elements back and you are really right our young generation of kids who are the, the next generation of adults they are being groomed so that they will accept this as a reality as a normal normality
1: and you know the, the thing is and, and, and this is like a shocker but we won't be the first generation exposed to this weirdness or, you know, David and his mighty men fought with giants like, and they just yeah. knew that they were there and they were real. And it was for like, them
2: it was, for them, it was a reality of every day. Uh-huh. It was for them a reality of breathing air or going, uh, putting your rope out in the river to fish.
1: Well, and, fish. and this is what people need to understand, right? Because for you know maybe we don't see it like walking down the street to the corner store but there are many people that are survivors or that that have had encounters with entities coming out of these hybrid programs it is it is right now it is today yeah <laughs> it is um and you know the, the the masses are being conditioned to accept what is and and, and it's Wow, well...
2: On, you know, on a different level, mm-hmm. they already hybrid, hybrid, hybridized the population, especially in the U.S. and got in Europe. They stopped at least this company from getting a foothold, is Monsanto, with mm-hmm. all the genetic, genetic-fied food. Oh, my. Everything in America, probably 99% of the foods and everything what we eat and drink, is already genetically uh, modified, but also will modif- modify modify its uses. So anyone in America that, that uses all the soft drinks and all the other products, they are not fully human anymore after a while. Because bit by bit, they are being, being changed in a hybrid. In very subtle ways. Huh.
1: You know, um, hey, <laughs> that is a whole other subject. Robert... I,
2: I know, but it is another kind of work Oh, but yes. It is, it is a reality. And so far, the European Union, as I said over the last 20 years to Monsanto, at least in Europe, you're not going to get a foothold here. So the genetic food, for one, is not as present and overly present as us, uh, us in the U.S. Well, thank
1: God. dang, <laughs> right, because you're over there. But for us over here, it's like, oh, this Lord, bless this food, <laughs> please. Um, Robert, I just want to say thank you for taking the time. You're welcome.
2: To... And uh, no, yeah, I would say I got still much more to tell than this Does anyway. And I want to say to anyone who's listening who has a feeling and a bearing with memories that has come to the service uh, as a possible victim of satanic ritual abuse through programming in other ways. There are uh, out there ministries, like Bright Ministries and Breakthrough Ministries, who are working with survivors, and those people, like Daniel and others, can, can help you out, The only thing that you have to do is go online, Google the names of the ministries and try to contact with uh, the people there, especially the ones that work with survivors and through this and through their work with the Holy Spirit and through God's angels, they can help you to undo what the enemy has done and they can over time bring you back into one piece. And I certainly would advise two people who think that they are survivors, yeah, to reach out to ministries like that from Daniel Ars, uh Bride Ministries.
1: And I also want to just say this, folks, and thank, and thank you for that, Robert. Um, I, on our page, on we, we, our website, bridemovement.com, we, we do have a, a tab called uh, DID Solutions. And uh, on that page, you can find links to the coaches that we uh, network with and reach out to any one of them directly. Um, and, and all of their contact information is provided on our website if you, if you would like some help. And, you know, with that said, folks, we are out of time. Now, we will have Robert back again at some point in the future. So don't worry. Uh, he has a lot more to say, and we are going to talk about it. But for today going to say is, God bless and God speak.
0: Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website you can contact us access resources and support us with donations We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter Until next time God bless and God speed